up, Mets fans? Welcome back to Orange and Blue Thing. I am Darren Mean, and that is Pete McCarthy. What's up, Pete? Let's go. You have a marathon on your hands tonight. You are doing Orange and Blue Thing right now. Mm-hmm. And then what are you doing? Overnights to the fan tonight? Yeah, I'm doing overnight to the fan. 2 to 6 a.m., baby. And when I picked you so. up at the train, I'm like, you're going to take a nap in between. You said, absolutely not. This guy's got to be locked in. He's got a lot of sports to talk about tonight. Games. Got a lot going on. NBA Finals in addition to the Mets and the Yankees. So we plenty to talk about tonight. So, you know, let's grind it out. I had the last four days off, so I'm all rested. I'm ready <laughs> to go. Uh, speaking of sports, you got to talk about it. Are you going to touch on the uh, Game 7 last night? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> it's not really in the market. But I, I said to you when I picked you up just now, Game 7s are interesting. Game se- Even Lizzie watched Game 7 last night, which True statement. I was actually surprised. But Game 7s are exciting. And um, anytime you get to see a fan base celebrate that hasn't had a chance to yet is pretty interesting for me or it's pretty not, exciting actually, for me. It makes me. me very bitter. Really? Yeah. How come? Because I've rooted for four teams my whole life, Mets, Jets, Islanders, Knicks. I have never personally gotten to celebrate a championship so you can't be happy for teams. someone else no i can't it's exactly <laughs> right i cannot at all be happy for anybody else i want everyone to be in misery whenever a team ends a long drought like the cubs winning it hurts that much deeper so a team like the blues winning for the first time i don't feel good for anybody i hate it it drives me nuts so until i get mine nobody else is allowed to be happy <laughs> all right i'll take all the you know strikes and lockouts right before the championship my teams aren't in it nobody gets to win if my teams can't so that's the way i kind of feel about it. i just want one like it'll happen pete have just, the faith I'm man i'm even greedy where i'm like oh it's got to be the mets or it's got to be the jets just give me one from one of these teams, and then, all right, I won't be so You'll bitter. And I, I could be happy for the Blues and their fans who didn't exist until two seconds ago. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I actually had our, our resident fact checker here, Mr. Danny Shea, look it up. The longest drought in baseball is 1948. But the uh, other teams that have not won the World Series, the Rockies, which uh, you're actually supporting the the, the Rockies <laughs> tonight. You're rocking the purple. Rockies, Brewers, Mariners, Padres, Rays, Rangers, and Nationals. Hopefully the Nationals. Nationals can't even win a playoff series, nope. let alone the World Series. So they got some work to do. But, yeah, 67 was uh, the, the year the Blues came out. And uh, it took 52 years for well, them to win the Seriously, St. Cup. Louis, I didn't know anybody wore blue in that town. <laughs> All it was was red, the Cardinals, See, the last only night team that matters in that city. So many fans were in, in uh, Bush Stadium last night sitting in the rain to watch they, yeah, the they game. Yeah, they had a viewing party. On they, they had a viewing party at the ballpark to watch the Blues. I thought and that was really outside. cool. It is cool. They, they packed the place out. but. Yeah. I and they like, also did it inside yeah, the uh, Blues Arena, too. Yeah, I saw shots of that. Which I think I'd rather just watch at home or watch at a bar. I don't know. Like, if the Mets are in the World Series again, I don't think I'd want to watch them play the game from City Field. Well, it's I the whole know. idea of you get to be around everybody yeah. in, like, a manic atmosphere. I again, I wouldn't cool. know. I haven't been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about this week in Mets baseball. We're on World Series. Subway Series split. Monday got rained out. Tuesday was the doubleheader. We missed the at-lines head at night. But uh, of the, the two matchups, the reason why I heard on the radio, I don't know, somebody was talking about it, the reason why they put Wheeler in game one was because they were expecting that Wheeler would be able to go longer into the game and not have to tax the bullpen, which was actually – the opposite. So uh, Wheeler got a little banged up. I think he gave up eight or nine runs, one of the worst outings he's had of his career as far yeah, as nine runs. runs given. Yeah. Was it nine? And uh, they lost game one. So we're heading into the to, uh, Lions head after that. 
kind of morale's low. I was hoping for the two-game Subway Series sweep. That would have been a, a fun day. But uh, nevertheless, split split the series, which, you know, you can't win them both. Got to at least win one, right? Yeah, and you know, I, it, it was an ugly day of baseball, though, right? I mean, neither game was particularly well-played. You didn't have a ton of drama late. And it is more a question for you. I was basically sitting at home on the couch watching these games, and sometimes you don't really get a feel for the atmosphere at the ballpark when you, you take in games like that. And obviously, game one, you saw some empty seats. And it was kind of an odd thing. It's a Tuesday afternoon, and right, the Mets right, and the right. are playing while so many people are at work. But you know, tell me about like uh, at Lions Head. Is it is it that much above and beyond still when it's Mets versus Yankees and that extra? atmosphere versus say if it's Mets Nationals or Mets Braves, Mets Phillies, and you know you get everybody together and hang out at the bar to well, watch the bars. The it's a great atmosphere. Uh, number one, Lion's Head isn't huge. Yeah. So I listen you could probably answer this too. Like the it, it was wall to wall as far as every seat, every bar stool was taken and the place isn't gigantic anyway, but it was filled for with mainly Mets fans. So it was like I mean, 90, it was 10. mainly the people that we know which made it so much more fun. better. Yeah. 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 But let but, me ask it this way: Would if it was Mets Nationals, you got the same people? No, nah, wouldn't be the same, the same vibe. Bar, wouldn't be same vibe. Wouldn't be the same. No, nah, because you know what it is. Even though we could say it till we're blue in the face, like uh, the buzz is gone, Subway Series is beat. It's kind of a tired topic, and the the juice isn't really there as much as it was. But. It's a bragging rights thing. So even though there were only 10% Yankee fans in the bar, you still want to like shove it to them when when Pete Alonso hits that first inning home run, and we're you know well, that's we're what going also nuts. made it that much more exciting because you know we started was, off on the right foot yeah it was it was great yeah it was a cool time uh yeah, and shout like- out to brian and the crew the they i thought for sure when they were like oh we're gonna give away free hot dogs and wings it'd be like these like little rinky dink wings and small hot dogs <laughs> and it was like legit like good sized dogs good sized wings and brian and the staff definitely hooked it up we went through a full keg of united we cheers and there weren't how many people do you think were there like 60 Maybe yeah. less. And not everyone was drinking that, but we burned through a keg during the game. That's pretty good. That's good hustle. Yeah. <laughs> that. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, and let's speaking of McKellar, you're not drinking again. Last yeah, week you said you're gonna have two tonight, yeah, but know. you know empty promises. Duty calls, <laughs> gotta gotta hit the fan tonight. So I understand. I'll you know. have one for you. Yeah, right. gonna Sounds good. You make it up. Next week too, I'm not gonna be able to, but you know, July, maybe we'll We'll turn it up a little bit more. I'll have some making up to do. All right. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, Give us a call if you want to chime in. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. We got the Mets about to play tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals out at City Field. I actually checked. This is a good uh, Twitter account. I don't know if you follow this, Mr. Pete. Um, Mets weather at WX Mets. It's uh, some account who keeps track of the weather. And they say, for tonight's game, Rain moving towards flushing will be weakened by tonight. Stray shower, yada, yada, delay. Stay tuned for updates. But I think they're going to be okay. And also, thanks to the Mets for hooking us up again with this week's giveaway. Uh, This is last Friday's Free Shirt Friday. It's the uh, video game-style digital character of Noah Syndergaard. It says start and then this Friday, I think it's end or close, so Wait, it's Diaz. You're going to have to update this shirt from what I've heard today. What do you mean? So apparently... Is he out? No, no, no. Oh, no, you're no, talking no. about the strep throat? Well, he had strep throat, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he's supposed to make his start as scheduled, but apparently he chopped off about five inches from his hair. No way. Anthony Tacoma on Twitter. Yeah. How about that? I wonder how long his hair is. He could probably donate it. It's probably still... Long. Long-ish, yeah. but five inches, I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. lot of hair. That's decent size. So, uh, all right. 
giving away this T-shirt. And also, I guess last Sunday was this this sunglass giveaway as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick one person that shares the show right now on Facebook and one person that retweets on Twitter. You'll win both. You'll win the shirt and the sunglasses, and we'll do that towards the end of the program. But I'm going to be drinking solo right now. I'm going to crack open my nice cold Lizzie's McKellar. with you. Yeah, Lizzie's on the phone or something. What? I don't know. I'm going to crack open a beer here. I am on the... This is what I was talking about last yeah. week, and I totally screwed up the name. This one's called I've Grown Up A Lot Since Before Dinner. It's a very long name, but it's got a little kick on it. Cheers. It's got a little kick on it, so it's almost like I'm drinking one. Oh, and I'm spilling it everywhere. I'm drinking one for Pete and myself right now. So. This is what happens if you try to read the beer before you start <laughs> drinking the beer. Bad thing. I know. That's really bad. All right, we got the cleanup crew. The Zamboni's coming in. Oh my god, I'm making a mess here. Take care of business. So shout out to McKellar. Uh, if you haven't heard, the beta testing of the beer here delivery service is now over. So I said to them, like, well, that's you know that stinks, but I want to promote something else for you guys. So what they're doing for this weekend, if you're actually at McKellar now, or you're listening afterwards, or you're going this weekend, they are doing a promo where you can uh, buy. Two of their four packs to go and then receive 20% off the, any of the merch that they have. So like Lizzie wears the t-shirts a lot. So the t-shirts, the different merch that they have, the koozies and all that, or a pack of their glassware. You get 20% off if you take two, four packs to go or more. And um, they have a whole lot of different options on their website that you could check out for the bottle service to go. So bottle shop to go. I'm on the, like I just said, and spilled it everywhere. I've grown up a lot since before dinner, and I think that's on here as well. It's got a little bite, so that's pretty funny. check it out. Check out McKellar. Always a fun time. And I feel like a lot of people kind of didn't even realize that the beer to go was an option there. Um, if I was still taking the railroad home, for, you know, that short commute there, oh, yeah. I would certainly go and pick up a beer to go and brown bag it on the train. I don't know if that's legal or not. You don't even have to brown bag it. Yeah. yeah. No, you're allowed to drink on the You could drink on the railroad? railroad? Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of the railroad... Um, it's a magical place. Yes. You, you were asking the about the... one good thing about the Long Island Railroad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were asking about the juice uh, as far as you know the bar was concerned, but taking the train in on Tuesday, there definitely was you know a buzz around uh, the Long Island Railroad and Penn Station and people on the... We took the one train up, so people heading toward the, towards the ballpark. Mm-hmm. That's still there, you know? Well, and even though it's not the same, do you think that they should kind of give it a rest and maybe do it bi-yearly? Well, or? let me ask you this. What's the last memorable Mets-Yankees game or moment that comes to mind for you? <sighs> On a fan side, I'd have to say 2015 because that Bronx invasion was unbelievable. Okay. And then they that. got rid of us after I that. I agree. That was... That was- <laughs> Our they didn't last, get rid of us after like, they just made it. Right hit a big memory. home run. I remember Murph had a it was good a, series. Uh, Duda, there was it was it was. But it was a little odd because the Yankees were, if I remember correctly, they were out of it at that point, right? And the Mets were on the charge. Not out of I it. I guess it was, it was May. the next year, sixteen. That the but they. Oh, this was in May. Okay, so I'm thinking of 2016 because they played in September. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of odd because the Yankees had sold at the trade deadline. Right, right, but I'm right. mixing up the years. So and that's what I was talking about when we did four games back to back to back to back. That was an insane oh. four days. Yep. So we were filming the Sports Illustrated documentary at the time, and they were coming to the games with us. And we had planned that four days in a row. And Josh had came to come the, to the Yankee Stadium on at he the, came game to three. The, yeah, the, and, the one we lost. And we were so freaking dead from the two days before and we're trying to do like 
you know, he did the car little, interview yeah, with me he that interviewed day Lizzie, too. Like the, like the ride along type thing. And we were trying as hard as we could to bring, not bring excitement for this documentary, but just in general, because we go to the outings and we want to have a lot of juice behind it. And we were so flat and then we yeah. lost. I'm like, sorry, Josh, we just yeah. wasted your entire night. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think the answer is? Do you, do you think they should kind of mix it up and only do a few? Well, I'm just trying to get a feel like, I, well, my question would be is now let's say if I'm going to go to a handful of games this year as a Mets fan. The first one that I look to probably is the yeah. Yankees on the schedule. And the Mets still sell it as a premium game. You yeah. Can, oh, yeah. And I understand that. But if you didn't have that, let's say, would it make it more exciting when the Mets are playing their divisional opponents, when the Phillies come to town, when the Nationals come to town, and you get more people at those games instead rather than you know all this... Yeah, uh, you know, because the atmosphere is not the same, and maybe it's just not fair to compare it from twenty years ago. Like twenty years ago, Matt Franco was a legend because he got a base hit off of Mariano Rivera, right? Uh-huh. Like the games meant so much. The players actually disliked each other. Roger Clemens, Mike Piazza, obviously the World Series, of course, added a, a whole other dimension to to the rivalry. And in recent years, I, I posted this on Twitter this week. There's not a whole lot over the last 10 years that you say, wow, that was a great moment or a a great game in the Mets-Yanks rivalry. Like, even what you guys talk about, it's more the atmosphere of the game and what you guys brought to it than something that happened on the field. Yeah, you're right. I think it was 10 years ago yesterday. It doesn't mean it has to end, I guess. It's just, it's so far from what it was. I just like Lucas Duda to walk off hit. I, I, honestly, I didn't remember it until right, people right, started right, bringing right, it up. Right. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But like, it didn't immediately come to my mind. Like the last play that I'm I like, big oh, I like, remember having this emotional swing was a, you know, the Luis Castillo moment. But that was ten years ago yesterday. <laughs> was ten years ago, but that's the last one where I was really like, I remember watching this game and like talking smack to my roommate as the ball was in the air, and then the miserable feeling afterwards and. You know, and I'm kind of curious, is that just not being around Yankee fans during the yeah, game yeah, or something, yeah. and personally something has changed for me, or is there really like a lot less juice to the point where you would consider, you know what, why are we doing this interleague thing and you know, try I think to, it all depends on how the teams up. are. If the teams are both in first place right now and it's really more than See, be fun. You know, I, then it'll like be better. A, at least then it's in June. Be... I don't like it when they play in September. You know, that's right, happened a right. couple of times over the years. And it, it doesn't make sense to me because sometimes one of the teams is out of it and it's late in the season. Like June's a perfect time for it because it's just when yeah, baseball's starting to get a little routine, right? It's not exciting that it's back anymore. And now you get this thing to look forward to and it kind of mixes it up, breaks things up a little bit. Uh, and they, they play again in July, so yeah, it's not yeah. that far until they play again. I just wish – I guess I wish there was a little juice in there. The Brody no? game. The Brody game, uh, July yeah. 2nd. That should be interesting. Let's hit the phones. We got uh, Rally Kid, who is related to Rally Man. What's up, Rally Kid? <laughs> <laughs> what is up, Darren, Pete, Wait. and Lizzie? I am the Rally Kid. It sounded like Rally – It's the kid, You have the though. same freaking voice. What's up, Rally Kid? <laughs> What is up, Pete? Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I am the nephew of Rally Man, in case you want to know what the connection was there. Okay. <laughs> Rally Kid, dig it. So in the blood. All right. What's so, up? Do you wear a cape as right. well, or like a small cape? Do I wear a cape as Are you like the scrappy dude uh, to his Scooby? Well, you're going to see me in a cape on the 29th, the 50th anniversary game. I am coming to that game. The whole Rally family is coming. <laughs> Rally <laughs> family. All right, so what you got? All right, so first question, uh, what is your least favorite uh, player ever that's not on, like, a non-Mets rival team? Like, 
you know, not the na- not, not no one from like the Yankees, the Phillies, the Nationals, or any team like that. Not, not, no, like Mets rival or anything. Any anyone? I don't think I really Particular? hate on any players that don't play us. I mean, I would easily just say Chase Utley now because it's a hot topic in my brain right now. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. Nobody immediately. No one really comes to mind. What What else you got, Rally Kid? All right, I want to ask Pete this question. Uh, I want to know what his robe was like to becoming a uh, sports analyst. You know, what was, that was like. Well, the first key was to suck at sports. <laughs> but I really liked sports, so I didn't waste my time trying to play them in high school and college and things. And I just focused on, all right, well, how else can I be around it? And I saw, you know, like I remember Matt Lachlan doing the pre and the post on TV, be at all these cool ballparks, traveling the country. Like, that looks like a cool job. And kind of work towards it from there. I feel like this is a similar answer. I, I asked Howie that. He's like the same thing. Like, I, I wasn't good at playing sports, so yeah. why not talk about it for a living? All right, Rally Kid, we'll see you out there on the 29th. All right, dude? All right, we'll see you guys. And also, RWO for This whole family hijacks the show. All right, see you, dude. <laughs> Speaking of the rally man, he was at uh, Lion's Head. And, um, you know, some people, I'm not going to name names, they were saying that you didn't show up because you didn't want to lose in a hot dog eating contest. So oh, yeah. Are, are we still going to do that? Uh, sure, you know, bring in some hot dogs, whatever. Speaking of hot dogs, I, oh, <laughs> Rally Man's calling. Oh, my God, back-to-back family calls? Just put them on. <laughs> Gotta answer it. All right, what's <laughs> up, Mr. Rally Man? Stand by for What's up, guys? <laughs> what's going on? I was just singing your praises. So, uh, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, I just want to uh, give a shouty out to Lion's Head, uh, who are awesome. Uh, their hospitality, uh, the killer deals. I mean, I feel like I barely spent money there. Not so, um, <laughs> they were they were awesome. I'll definitely be going to them in the future. But. Uh, what a great Vargas uh, performance that was, uh, guys. What do you think? Do you have the mug yet? Like, How, yeah, did you, how far in are you on the Jason Vargas fan club experience? Here? Did you order a jersey yet or, or what? I got to work on a jersey, I think. I, I'm, the number one, I'm the number one Vargas fan, and it's not just because I picked a guy. You know, I, listen, we've won, what, uh, five games out of his last eight starts. He's got an ERA of 2-2-0. Uh, love how he works the outside corner mm-hmm. on the righties. Um, he's getting ahead in real early counts. Uh, he's our veteran, hefty lefty, and we stand by him together. I think you should dress up as Jason Vargas for one of these upcoming <laughs> outings. Oh, my God. <laughs> that post-game look that he has. Well, I got the long hair. I just got to kind of get it a little naughty a little bit. You know, get some glasses, the curls. You And know? maybe stuff a pillow in your jersey or something. <laughs> so listen, I've got a question for each person on the show. Okay. That's cool. Uh, sure. Okay. Now my question for Pete is this. I want to know his thoughts and analysis of Anthony Kay and uh, where he could fit in the rotation. All right. So that's for Pete. <laughs> for Darren, it's Don't ask me that. all-time favorite seven-line hat, right? Yeah. And for Lizzie, yeah. F-M-K. Peter Alonzo, Edwin <laughs> Diaz, and Jason Vargas. I don't think she's going right? to answer that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> All right, we'll oh, think about it. I'll, I'll whisper it in your ear. <laughs> All right, dude, good talking anyway, to you. Guys, well, I got I to I punch out, but uh, RWO for life. Love you guys. All right, later. All right, be good. 
Jeez, three <laughs> questions. We had to take the whole show. Yeah, it's, well, it's we'll, the rally show we'll now. Play Express. So Anthony K is is doing a. a wait, do you want to go, Lizzie? Okay, no, I got it. Uh, Say so Anthony K. Yeah, he's doing a great job yep. down the minor leagues, up at AAA now. So he's getting close. A few weeks ago, I would have said, "Take Vargas out, and get the kid in there." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already starting to go there, uh, but no, Vargas is throwing well. I don't think there's anybody else in the rotation you're going to push out, but if an opportunity comes up in the next few weeks. Somebody gets hurt. You have a doubleheader, whatever it might be. I have no problem throwing the kid in the major leagues and yep. seeing what he can do. He's he's not a 19 year old you know prospect. He's gone to college. He's in his mid 20s. You know, give him a shot. Uh, Lizzie said something about the feed. I guess we're jumping around here. Yeah, everybody's commenting about it. That's weird. It shouldn't be. That's that's just uh, par for the course around here. But we're still recording, so the, the podcast is going to be A-OK. Uh, favorite hat has to be the best-selling one ever. That is the Herman Apple Beanie. So um, let's move on here a little bit. about Let's do some more Pete Alonzo chatter. He's been out in the spotlight a little bit more lately. Yeah, on with Francesa yesterday, who was singing his, his praises. Now. He has a lot of freaking – another polar bear shirt. There's uh, – who posted it? The Mets actually posted it. He's posing – I guess right now Piazza might be at the ballpark. And they're both holding um, Pete Alonso shirts. So there's another cool. Pete Alonso bear shirt. Which He's getting a lot of Piazza comparisons these days with just how monstrous his power is and, and the ability to hit for some average, too. Maybe not Piazza in his prime yeah. when he's hitting like 330 every year. But uh, Alonso, he can, he can actually hit. He's not just a, a power guy all or nothing. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know he's definitely getting himself out there. We, we yeah. talked about it on the ride over. I know you haven't watched it yet, but that whole Bleacher Report thing was pretty cool. He rode the subway with one of their writers or, or personalities to head over to the Brooklyn, and they did a game of Truth or Dare on their way. So he just dared him to do a couple funny things and a couple questions on the truth side. But yeah, he's definitely um, and you you mentioned it as well. He's just his media training is on point. He's just he's great. Well, I think. I don't know if it's training or just his, uh, yeah. just his ability. It might be his genuine, genuineness and yeah. ability to be genuine because I don't watch his interviews and feel like it's forced and he's saying what is supposed to be said and things like that. Like he is, he's out there. He's him. Uh, I think when he was in the minors at times, he could be a little outspoken about you know opportunities that he was looking forward to and a little bit more forward than maybe you got from other athletes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's been great. And when you hit and perform, you can talk a little bit and he's having fun with it. Uh, you know, he's on Sports Center after the Met Yankee game on Tuesday and Kenny Maine is asking him about alien sightings at his time <laughs> in Las Vegas and Alonso. What did he say? What did he say with that? I didn't watch it yet. He didn't he just went into his like playing in Las Vegas spiel and what it's like there and kind of ignored the alien part of things. Uh, but it's still like th- these are the kind of things that that happened to you when uh, you start making it up to that level, and I think uh, he's he's handled it well. He acknowledges the fans at you know almost every turn. He's become one of the spokespeople yeah, for this for Mets sure. team. Where sure. after the game, you're almost guaranteed to hear from Pete Alonso and, and his thoughts and what's going on. And that's not an easy role to play in New York for a rookie. Look, so I, I I'm impressed all the way around with what he has done. Let me ask you this: Do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in You're asking aliens? him a question about aliens? Well, you missed yeah, what I, we were just talking about. Uh, you're out of the room. But there's g- life out there, yeah. Do you think they come here? Not really. Are UFOs real? No. Really? Yeah. I, I believe in... When people see like weird shit in the sky, I feel like that's that's got to be something. No, nah, I, I, I probably used to believe that. I did like... Uh, I remember doing... 
a, a report in English class in 10th grade. And the idea was we had to talk in front of the class about whatever we wanted to. And for whatever reason, I chose aliens and, you know, did a, this whole thing. And it was actually what really made me like broadcast is the public speaking. You kind of rush out of it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I might have believed then, but I'm definitely not UFO, but there's definitely life out there. But I don't think we're interacting with it yet. Wait, I know I was out of the room, but did you tell him how you feel about oh, I'm, space? Uh, fra- space? Space freaks me out. Like freaks to no out. end. I, yeah, space well, you don't is, really have to worry about it, right? Or is it something I'm not that you're worried about it? I just feel like anything that can't be completely explained really freaks me out. Like th- how there's no end to the galaxies or end to the universes or, you know, like how in what's that movie where like hits the wall? Um, Jim Carrey. Oh, oh Truman show. Truman yeah, show, the Truman yeah. Show. It freaks me out. I can't take it. Well, who knows? We could be, uh, you know, the whole universe as we know it could be, you know, just a, a tiny part. Like it an is. Atom it's and some other. It's insane. I hate thing. it. I, I'm, I'm getting know. freaked out just thinking about it like right If now. we were the size of bacteria, <laughs> we'd have no idea there was something like Jupiter out there, right? Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. get far out We have a, a book that my daughter uh, likes to read. And it's all about space, and it's you know it's great, it's educational. But as I'm reading it, I just get freaked out. Um, <laughs> I, I, apparently, people what's that the are, scariest thing about space, though? I'm I just don't interested. like every. It's not just space. Anything that's anything that's unknown and unexplainable freaks me out. I like to know the answer to stuff. So, uh, is, is coffee good for you or not? Uh, that's kind of unexplainable. Right? Coffee? <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Coffee, anymore. eggs, you know, whatever it is. It's like it's always an article. Anymore. Like, oh, it's good for well, you. Well, yeah. It's not what good came first, the chicken or the egg? That freaks me out. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. We get deep. My yeah, I don't know. There's too many weird now. questions here. Uh, so anyway, I don't know why the the feed is jumping. Uh, everything on my end is looking a okay. And if you're hearing this, this and end. you're watching on the video, just download the podcast afterwards because the podcast is awesome. So uh, all star game voting is kind of funky to me i mean back in the day they did the the ballot punching and that was that was one way that they did it and you know we talked about it gary carter's kids and you know yeah. well ron darling wrote about it in yeah. his book recently yeah. that gary would apparently pay his kids to sit in the car <laughs> and poke his name in the ballot over and over and yeah. over yeah i mean i would do it at chase stadium i would sit there and vote for all my favorite players as well yeah. and just like my entire game and i'd go with a stack into the cardboard <laughs> mailbox at the end of the game but um i think it's just a flawed system and and we talked about it it's just a it's a popularity contest and yeah. the guys who make the game aren't necessarily the best players in the league and I know that the the reason I understand the reason why they want the fan uh, participation and activation on helping uh, get the players into the game. It's also a way for them to fill their database with all these email addresses. But to be able to vote five times a day or fifty, what is it? What didn't it used to be fifty times it used a day? To be like twenty five or fifty times a day. It's you insane. Could vote. Now you see the voting numbers are down than in years past because they've adjusted the how much you could vote a, a little bit. But it's interesting at first base where you call it a popularity contest. It beat Alonzo, tremendous season. He's fifth in the National League. But it's not Anthony Rizzo in first place. It's not a household name. It's Josh Bell of the Pirates, who is well ahead of Alonzo right now. Yeah, So, it, you know, you can't. Just say, oh, popularity contest, the big markets. Tommy Pham was complaining about this apparently this week, and he's an outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, you know, it's the big market guys, but uh, I think Austin Meadows is one of the top vote getters for the AL outfielders. That's a teammate of Pham, so that doesn't explain it all in these uh, in these situations. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Alonzo gets a, a little run. He's got a long ways to go, but to me, 
Alonzo and Jeff McNeil are the two Mets that should be on the NL All-Star team this year. Those guys have had here All-Star seasons. And uh, a guy like Harper, who you you know helped sell a, a million jerseys and all these season tickets and stuff like that, uh, he's 10th in the outfield voting. Cody yeah, Bellinger's running away with it. Uh, not really running away. Him and he you know actually is, is top I, in Yelich right something now. Something that they've done differently, as far as I know, and, and I, I could be wrong on this, but is this the first year that they've actually put their statistics next to the players on the ballot? Oh, I don't you know. Can, but it's you interesting. can sort by that because I feel like the voting this year, just haven't looked at the list, is much less about name value and more about guys that have had a really good two and a half months to start the season. So this is, you know, when we always talk about, oh, this guy got snubbed, he's had a great season, but, you know, everybody went with Ken Griffey Jr. like they would back in the day, even when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, you know, that that would be the name value would carry, but that's not what I'm seeing on this. So I think people are, you know, really looking at what numbers guys have put up. And, you know, so I see like Josh Bell ends up right now as the top vote getter in the National League at first base. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a, it's a weird system. I don't know what the answer is. I don't think they'll ever change it, but um, I don't oh, know. The if- fans get who they want. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't care if the fans take. You know, Eric Sogard. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. If it becomes That's... fun and something they want to see, who cares? You know, a few years ago, the NHL fans voted in an enforcer, John Scott, John Scott to be part. Of, thank you, this Danny. Guy, uh, to be part of the the All Star team, and it kind of became a like a running joke. I mean, that's how it started. And then eventually it turned to it was like, hey, why not have this guy have his moment, right? And this is what people did vote for. So whatever people want, I'm not, you know, I'm not fine. opposed to the and voting. Then, I just and think then that... the manager gets to pick some, yeah, the players yeah, yeah, get yeah, to yeah. pick some. You have the final vote, and there are so many just, different ways in. I just don't think you should be able to vote five times a day. I think that's just a little weird. Either do it by IP address or do it by email address and get your vote in, and that's it. So like, I did my vote today. I shouldn't have to do it four more times tonight and five times tomorrow. It's just it be it, it's also annoying on social media because every team has to get involved. Involved and it's well that's what they want i well, think yeah, is to have that well yeah that run up like pete alonzo i think he did a giveaway yeah, 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 on yeah, social yeah. media yesterday like a that's that a thank something. you to to people for voting which is a nice way to put it but essentially you know you see this big time with the final vote where the guys will essentially campaign to get people out to vote and then you have you know some players and teams will create allies Right, like Pete Alonso, let's say he's up for the final vote, and there's some guy in the White Sox, like Jose Abreu, and they'll be like, "Well, vote for Alonso and also Abreu," and they'll like help right, each right, other right. out. Like, but I think it's an opportunity in that spot to kind of get these guys' personalities out there a little bit. And I maybe some people don't like the vote for me aspect of it, but a lot of times you get some creativity, you have some guys do some fun things with it and, and enjoy it. Uh, and that's something we're always talking about in baseball, right? You have to turn these guys into household names. You have yeah, to. Yeah. You have people enjoy seeing not just Mike Trout, the baseball player, but the personality and and with all these guys. So Alonzo has a personality. He's able to put it out there. He's willing to put it out there. It's likable. So I think that's that's a big plus. And stuff like this is just a, a conduit, you know, something for him to reach out about, you know. Like so it. one guy who was probably not going to make the All-Star game, who was very furious he did not win uh, Player of the Month in April, uh, Chris Paddock has been sent down to the minor leagues, so a lot of Mets fans were happy to see that, just to rub salt in the wounds of this guy who was so bitter about Alonzo winning in April, and, and he you know, made some comment about, um, you know, I, I want to win uh, MVP or something like that rather than just the MVP of the month. But uh, Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, I'm sorry. Rookie of the year over uh, player of the month. But, you know, there's a couple of reasons for this. He, he hasn't been giving up a whole lot of runs over his past three games, but... 
there's also any limit here. So it, it's not like they he just stinking up the joint and they're just sending him yeah. down. No, it's innings limit. It might be service time mm-hmm. where they're trying to get some more. Um, you know, time. there's a couple of different things that could be out play in play with him going down. But it was interesting where some Mets fans, notably Green Man, uh, tweeted about this. And Green then Man, Chris Paddock's brother got involved what? and started like started saying how Alonzo, you know, is 0 for 3 against a guy who was only at single A and it was it, Paddock's family has gotten involved on it's, social media a couple weird. of times with the Mets fans and it's such a random rivalry like it's the Mets and the Padres they never had any bad blood before but because Chris Paddock was upset that he wasn't the rookie of the month in April it's created all of this vitriol and uh, uh to me yeah, this is stuff you want. I think it's fun. There's nothing wrong with having a villain. No, a guy I love willing it. to play that role or, you know, say, hey, I'm better than this guy. And that stuff's fine. You can have, maybe it's a little manufactured, but now Alonzo versus Paddock is going to be a thing, hopefully, for the next 10 to 15 years. I was saying years. the same thing about, like, the whole Winker thing and all the other beefs we had in the beginning of the year yeah, with... Uh, Reese uh, Hoskins and all this. This is it's good. I like it. I like the beef. It it, it, it fuels my fire a little bit. Um, you know, we can transition right into Chase Utley from here. We if should you like. fuck Chase Utley. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Utley, he did an interview in I believe it was in Philadelphia this week, and he was asked about the Mets. Yeah. And do you have the video for this? I don't just, have it, but okay. So um, you know, basically, I can get it. He just hey. kind of smirked and said, "You know, I hate the Mets." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's well, he was it was a, it was a softball. So the the question was, "Do you hate the Mets?" And it was just, "Yes, I hate the Mets." Yeah. So it wasn't like he brought it up. But then you got uh, boners like um, uh, Martino chiming in. He was on his his podcast with uh, just, Doug Williams. Doug Williams, uh, Shea Anything. So on Shea Anything, uh, Doug Williams and Martino are talking about this whole thing with with Chase Utley, and and Martino says uh, it's about time that the Mets start Mets fans start to appreciate Chase Utley. And did you happen to click on this? Because I, I did. I read it. I didn't want to give them the click. Yeah, no, I, I read what what Andy. No offense to S and Y. More offense Andy to wrote. Martino. And I'll say this: on one hand, I'll acknowledge Chase Utley is a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Fame baseball player, and that's fine and great. Period. But you know what? Mets fans can hate the guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. And look, you know, think about Chipper Jones. Chipper uh-huh. Jones would never say he hated the Mets, even in a joking way. He he embraced the back and forth. And yeah, he said some things. Mets fans said some things. By the end of his career, everybody was kind of able to smile about it. He never, Chipper never did anything egregious to the Mets besides just beat their face in, which, you know, you tip your cap at. And Utley, it's, it's a much different story. He took out Ruben Tejada, broke his leg. No remorse, right? And never an apology for anything like that. He tried to send Ruben Tejada a bottle of tequila. And... It, Ali never embraced it. He never liked, I feel like, being the villain at City Field. He never laughed at it. And so, look, like we're talking about, it's all right to have villains in the game. And I'm not saying go up to Chase Utley and punch him in the face. Of course, like that would be you know, what's nuts. But, you know, <laughs> boo the hell out of him when he's around and dislike the guy. That's that's fine. I, I don't see what's wrong with it. I don't see why a fan base has to... You know, as Andy was talking, you know, just appreciate Utley for what he was and nothing else. Like, no, he represents uh, a lot of negative things, brings a lot of negative feelings out, and and that's okay. And you can, 
you know, I acknowledge he was a good player, but you can also acknowledge he was a dirty player and, you know, never felt bad about it in the least. For those listening afterwards, not watching the live stream here, the whole time Pete was just talking, I scrolled through 254 replies from Mets fans, all chirping with their own memes and answers to this, and I don't think anyone agreed with Martino here. So and that's the, okay. the ratio you know, Andy here. Six, can, Andy can have his opinion. He can say whatever he wants. And if that's going to incite people, look, sometimes that's part of the job, the media, whatever, but I don't agree with what he wrote. I don't think Mets fans have to suddenly turn around and bow down to Chase Utley or only talk about the positive parts of his career. I think Mets fans can acknowledge he was a good player. But of course. I don't like him. Like right, right, right. Yeah, when he went on the fan a couple weeks ago, right, 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 I didn't hear right. anything there that made me like no, absolutely Chase not. Utley. And I think that and, uh, and Chip again. I'll just compare it to Chipper. It, it's very different to me based on how each guy handled being the the villain in New York, and you know, of course, the the play with Tejada is going always going to be a big part of it all. But so. I think this ratio here, it just it just goes to show how many people did not agree with this. It got uh this is the SNY tweet. Six retweets, forty one likes, and two hundred and fifty four comments. So that usually goes to show that people didn't really agree with you. No. And uh it is what it is. I feel like but I think Martino kinda he fuels this on purpose. I mean, it, it helps his brand, whatever his brand may be, of uh cold takes. But well, he's not will he's willing to be contrarian. Yeah. And this is Clearly, one of those where you know what response you're going to get from Mets fans when you put it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'll say this. I read the story. There's nothing in there that sways me to think any better of Chase Utley than I thought mm-hmm. previously. Yep, absolutely. Um, give us a call, 631-388-5195. Join the program and also share the show if you want this free stuff. Thanks to the Mets. It is last week's Free Shirt Friday. So if you happen to miss the game last Friday or didn't pick up the sunglasses on Sunday... We are giving them to you, thanks to the Mets. And um, Lizzie wrote a note. I think I was supposed to also do the giveaway for Keith, which I don't really know how I'm going to do that now because this is the share contest. Um, I totally forgot about that. So if Keith is watching, I apologize. But Sorry, let's Keith. just um, let's promo a little bit for this weekend because Sat, you got a stacked few days coming up. So you're doing the show now. You're doing the fan tonight. Tomorrow you working? Yeah, I'm on SNY tomorrow. SNY night. tomorrow. Saturday you're hosting the QBC uh, lunch with Keith Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Saturday night I think you're doing an overnight. And yeah, then- I'll be doing sports updates and WCBS oh my locally, God. and then and then the Sunday night I'm doing updates on the fans. So yeah, so. It's good. It's the freelance life, baby. But I'm very much looking forward to Saturday afternoon. Not as much as my wife is. My wife is stoked uh, to meet Keith. And she doesn't even know of him as a ball player. She only knows of him as a broadcaster. She'll only watch the Mets games with me if Keith is on the broadcast. So she's stoked. She's got her Haji shirts and the baby's got a Keith Fernandez uh, shirt. So they're both going to be there and looking forward to, to meeting Keith and um, yeah, I'll be interviewing him for some time. We'll do fan Q and A, and you know, Keith's Keith's phenomenal. Like, who knows what direction it'll end <laughs> up going? Like, I'm you know kind of planning out the interview a little bit, and then I'm like, you know what? If I actually write things out, I don't think Keith's gonna like it. So right, right, right. We're just gonna wing it and see where it ends up on Saturday, and and keep it loose. I think that's what he likes. That's the way his book was. That's the way he is on the air yep, on SNY. Yep. So we'll just uh, we'll have some fun with Keith and, and see where we end up. Um, and then he signed an autographs there. So, you know, it's at McKellar, which, um, you know, we've talked about plenty on this show. Awesome spot to hang out. And Hey, if you 
are willing to put in a, a nice day, you can go to the game that night as well. So it'll be it'll be awesome. Yeah, so for those just learning about it now, queensbaseballconvention.com, lunch with Keith Hernandez at McKellar, like Pete was just t- chatting about. Pete is going to be hosting, and uh, you can still buy tickets on the website. There should only be like 10 left, if, if uh, the math is correct here. But uh, definitely head on over to the website, pick up tickets, and have a good day out there at the ballpark. Make a day of it, hit the night game, and enjoy yourself. So... I screwed up. I was supposed to give away some free tickets tonight. So maybe uh, we'll do a social media contest tonight or something like that to, to give the tickets away. But starting in uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes from now, the Mets are about to play 18 straight games against teams that are all pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got the worst one of the group tonight. What? Cardinals. St. Louis, they're 500. Everybody else is a, a winning record. So yeah, yeah, It was yeah. a good weekend. They had their four, I don't know, I would say four best pitchers going with the way Vargas is going. <laughs> Who knows right now? But yeah, they have four guys that you'd like to have on the mound. You're at home before a, a long road trip, so this would be a good weekend to try to take three of four. And They've been playing better baseball of late. There's no doubt. I mean, the Mets have played better. They've won some series. They're playing some tough teams, and it hasn't stifled them much. They did split against the Yankees, and then they win the second game. It was kind of tough. So uh, there have been some more positive signs than we had in the, the previous weeks from this Mets team, which is good to see. Yeah, like you noted, they are playing better lately. They are 5-5 five and five here in the month of June. Last June, they only won five games the entire month, so they have 18 <laughs> more to make sure that they uh, don't lose out the rest of the month, but four against the Cardinals, then they're hitting the Braves for three, at Cubs for four, That's a tough road trip. at Phillies for four, yeah. and then back home for Braves for three for the uh, 69 weekend, the 69 reunion weekend. So big 18 games coming up. Back Every day they're playing. It's going to be something to watch out for just a few weeks ago they played 20 consecutive days and and this is something that I feel like going from kind of parachuting in and watching three or four games a week to over the last few years I was on the radio watching every single game the biggest difference for me was realizing how one game bleeds into the next uh-huh. how one day bleeds into right. the next and if you follow this team over that 20 day in a row period earlier this month what last month the bullpen totally burned out. And then there were times Mickey Calloway didn't have guys to go to, times where he's going to Edwin Diaz for, was it a third straight night, a fourth time in five games, and he doesn't have anything and, and blows the save against the Los Angeles Dodgers. These are the things that happen when you play every day, especially when you have a bullpen where there just aren't that many guys that you trust. So yeah. this time around, yes, they do have Seth Lugo available in the bullpen. He was hurt for a lot of that. 20 game in a row run recently but this is something that the Mets are really going to have to be cognizant of and pick their spots with their top relievers because if you're going to use Edwin Diaz with a four-run lead it easily comes back to bite you when you don't have that day off to you know take the everybody off the gas pedal and give them a little breather so that's something that they have to do a much better job at and that starts with Mickey in terms of utilizing this bullpen over the next few weeks is something to watch. Well, you know what? The uh, the Braves are heating up. They're in first place yeah, now. Good. And, uh, good. you know, uh, we're, we're, we're right there within striking distance. And, you know, if everybody's, the Mets... you know, close. Yeah. The Nationals yeah, have picked yeah. it up of late. So nobody's running away with this thing. And, you know, the Mets, you know, you keep waiting for that run. And Mickey Callaway just oh, we're one winning streak away. And it's true. Yeah. You got to do it, but I mean, you know, if you do play night, if you do play well against the the Phillies and the Braves in, in this month, I mean, you could be. I, I don't. I always look like I'm a shill here when I'm saying they could do it this month. They have yeah. 18 straight days now yeah. to make things happen, and you know, come July 1st, Mets are they have the one day off, and then Subway Series Subway Series starts. 
if the chips fall where they may and the Mets actually get some shit done right now, they could be teetering on first place come Subway Series. And then it is more juice. So you talked about the juice before. July 1st at Citi Field, there's your juice. If they have a winning record at the All-Star break, and uh-huh. they're playing nothing but, except for tonight, because the Cardinals are now 500, but they're playing nothing but teams over 500 until the break. If the Mets have a winning record at the All-Star break, even if they are, let's say, six games back, I think you'd feel pretty good about that because that would mean that the Mets played their best baseball the season in the weeks leading up to the All-Star break, and then things soften up a little bit after that. So to me, that's what I would be eyeing for this Mets team because I know my thought was about a week ago, this could go south for the Mets yeah, by the time yeah. the All-Star break comes around. Uh, again, they, they've held their head above water. They had the series win last weekend uh, against a good Rockies team. They split against the Yankees fine. But this is, you know, it's a make-or-break kind of stretch for them. And they don't have to rally off, you know, 10 straight wins. Uh-huh. But they got to play their best baseball this season just to keep their heads above water. So I just broke out my pen here. We got 18 games straight. What's the What are they going to do in these 18 games? I don't feel terribly optimistic about them, so I would say Nine and seven and eleven. I'm not there yet. All right, seven and eleven. That's why I say if they we'll get back to that. If they let's say they win ten of the eighteen games, considering what the opponents are, that long road trip we just talked about to Atlanta, Philly, and Chicago, that's pretty good. And yeah. I know that doesn't necessarily excite anybody, but when you consider the schedule, that would mean that again they played their best baseball this season. This is a team that had only won one series against a team with a winning record until they beat the Rockies last weekend, and that one was against the Phillies in May. So they haven't played well against the top teams in the league, so they'll be proving something to me that they haven't done this year if they play winning baseball over well, these they, next two they, and a half weeks. If they do 10-8, and eight, I mean, they, they go into that Subway Series game and game over 500, and we'll, we'll see. Let's hit the phones. We got another familiar voice here. What's up, Shouty? Hey, Darren. Hi, Pete. How Howdy, are you? What's up? We, yeah. we missed you. How you doing? Very well. Very well. I'm. I'm like just so happy the feed fixed itself. By the way, oh thank which God. I'm yeah. totally. <laughs> I know you were dying inside, but it's all good now. So whatever was a UFO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're landing in your building somewhere. Um, These damn aliens. So, First of all, I'm just super excited about the 69 game whole reunion thing coming up. I'm like so excited about that. Um, and speaking of that, I've been dying to ask you a question. I keep forgetting the Mets doll that you have like dead center screen under the shade. Is that like your is your doll? Like, did you have that as a kid, or is it your dad's, or no. is it real? Uh, I, I can't. Can I pull him out? Or yeah, yeah, he... go ahead, go ahead. It's uh, an original Mister Met doll, which was given to me from. I'm going to screw up the first name, but D. Pasqua, I think, is the last name. He sits on the the an aisle right near Rally Man. He gave that to me at a tailgate party um i don't it's an original mr met doll i don't know when it's from it must be very old but uh that doll could definitely be the star of a scary movie though <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's sure. so cool but you know what it is because it's so nostalgic so i was like like when you mentioned this like i think it was last week when you talked about how when you looked in the stands like no one was like like the average fan didn't wear like a Mets t-shirt right and they 69 wore suits like it's so interesting how like over the years baseball has just come like consumer eccentric sort of and like like do you remember like the first thing that you owned that had like 
necks written on it. I have the little plastic car, the like the little uh, pitching cart, whatever that was, a uh, bullpen cart. Yeah. And I cherish that. Like, do you like remember like the first thing that you own? Because now it's just so much of it. Like, I think the kids just don't appreciate it. I remember ice cream helmet. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of the helmets back yeah. in the day. My grandfather, I mean, and this isn't news to Shouty, but my grandfather worked at the stadium. So all those giveaways, like the the coolers and the and the uh, the, the the catcher, the, the baseball mitts and, and things like that, I'd have all that stuff. So um, I don't know about anything that like really sticks out in my brain as like the first thing I owned. I had the original rally cap in '87. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I guess the giveaways, the giveaway stuff. I'd have to say. You have one shouty. What, you, what was your first Mets thing? Did we lose her? What, my well, my first thing was that little car that my mom. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But I also had a. Now you gotta remember. Once again, I'll mention it. But I'm a girl, duh. Um, and like <laughs> you know, I liked baseball. But like in 1970, like there wasn't like my girlfriends all running around with Met caps. I was like the tomboy who wanted to always dream of being a bat girl for the New York Mets. Obviously, that did not pan out well for me, uh, but so I had like this Met cap, which is killing me where I'd like to know what happened to it because I don't know what happened to it, but it's just, you know, for the guys, it's just like a norm thing. But for me, it was like the best thing ever, and I had a mitt and stuff, but it's it's interesting how like to see the fans and the 60 pictures from the crowd, like... There's no one. They're not wearing T-shirts. They're, it's like the guys got ties on. No, it's and, well, it's, you know, style and society has changed, right? People can chill out, wear flip-flops. And thank God, and, uh, because uh, we wouldn't be sitting here right now if there weren't anything, any such thing as people buying Mets T-shirts. But, true. Um, <laughs> this is so cool. You should write a book on this, how it started, who did yeah. the first T-shirt. You're amazing, you know. And also the influx of girl stuff. Like, the first pink thing I saw with the Mets, I was like, oh, my God. But I got it, you know, I got it for my daughters. It was like, oh my god, a big thing, you know. It's just it's just interesting to see like all that just explode and like now you are a part of that history. All right. That I appreciate shout, I appreciate that shouty, but we wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for people like you. So thank you for the supporting, you know. I'll share something I guess is slightly relevant. Like, do you remember your first Mets jersey? Did you have a certain player's Jersey Me? growing up, yeah. Uh, I used to shop the bargain rack at Models. When they would get rid of someone, I'd buy like the jersey that was like ten bucks. Okay. So I think, yeah, yeah I never really. Or, uh, like or no, something? I think it was an Alomar. Oh, okay. I think I bought an Alomar black jersey. I actually, uh, and I asked this question just so I could answer it myself. But um, I took the a Mets jersey. It was like an '86 style jersey my Mets had. Uh, my dad had, and I put a name on the back of it of my favorite player at the time. And I had to pay by the letter to have Jason Isringhausen's name <laughs> put on the back of the jersey. It was like yellow lettering. It was hideous. They didn't have the right colors. And I was just like, well, that's what you got. Yeah. And I spent way too much allowance to uh, put Izzy on the back of the jersey. Oh. That one didn't pay out. All right, Shadi. We'll, we'll see you on the 29th, right? I can't wait to see you and hopefully get to see you. No pressure again, Pete, but one day at an outing. Can't wait. I'll be there the uh, Met Yankee game. That's what I'm doing. Uh, yep. He's coming oh, to the definitely. Subway Series. All right, Chatty. We'll see you later. All right. Take it easy, guys. And ladies, thanks, Lizzie, for the chat. You're welcome. Bye. everybody. <laughs> Let's go back. I love that she almost every single time she calls – 
in the beginning, she always says, I'm just so happy about, like, she's always happy about something, which I love. I love the positivity. You know what else is crazy? That she's sober. <laughs> really? Yeah. All the time? Or just I mean, right now? Right now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you don't does. know. Maybe she's uh, at home from work, made a nice cocktail. I don't know. Uh, next person that gets through, I was about to tell Lizzie, whoever this person is, is going to play uh, What's in the Box, if you want to let her know. So, uh, oh, okay. Sorry. I was listening to something in the other room. The 100th outing is coming up very, very soon, June 29th, as we were just talking about. And I want this tailgate party to be huge. So even if you aren't sitting with us that day, we talk about this all the time. The tailgate parties, clearly you do not need a ticket to come to the, to the parking lot. If you've cheered with us in the past, cheering with us that day, plan to in the future, or just want to have a good time, I urge you to come on out to the Marina lot. It is a celebration of not only the group and all the people who have cheered with us over the years to build it is build it to what it is today, but also the 1969 reunion is the exact same day. So we have a lot to celebrate on June 29th, so come on out. And I am happy to announce that Chef Cass is back. He took off the last outing, but he is back for this one. And he has a feast on his hands for the outing. So he's got burgers, hot dogs, kielbasa, cheddarwurst, ribs, pork tenderloin, sausage and peppers, baked CD, pasta pima vera, eggplant parm, chicken marsala, and oh, barbecue chicken on the roster for the tailgate party. So what he does is... Um, he, he shops prior, clearly, but he opens up his Venmo and his PayPal account, and uh, he uses that money to go shopping. So if you are going to come to the tailgate party and you don't want to lug your own grills and all that stuff, head on over to the7line.com and click on the blog, and there is a um, uh, an embedded tweet there for his email address and all that stuff, so you can shoot over some loot his way. But outing 100 should be a pretty big one, and I hope that you guys make plans to come on out. It is a 4:10 game, and I'm, I'm assuming what, what ceremonies take like a half hour, right? You think like the ceremony might be like 3:30 when Howie's on the field and yeah, all that. 3:15, like 3:30. Reasonable guess. Yeah. So we're we're shooting for 11 a.m. to start the tailgate on that one, and we'll be out there until. 2.30, something like that, and uh, head on in to the, uh, to the ceremony. So definitely make plans to come on out on the 29th. It should be a fun day. Hopefully the weather cooperates and we have a fun time out there at the ballpark. So Idiot. we are going to get to our What's in the Box segment here, sponsored by our friends at Lumberland. I actually hit the guys up. Wait, am I talking over Rally Man again? No. Nope, I am not talking to Rally Man. Uh, I was talking to the guys over at Lumberland, and it was completely my fault, but I forgot to tell them that we are out of mugs. So tonight's caller is going to have the option to do one, two, three, or four, and they are going to win a uh, gift card of different denominations depending on what number they pick. And uh, it's probably too late, but the Lumberland guys and gals over there have been uh, cranking out orders like crazy. So Father's Day is on Sunday. You're going to miss Father's Day if you put in an order right now, but head on over and check out all the different options they have for uh, for their custom service or the MLBPA license. So you could pick up a Jason Vargas mug if you feel so inclined or custom for your groomsmen or for your dad or whatever, anything you got coming, coming up. So who do we have on the line? We got Molly. What's up, Molly? Not much. What's up with you guys? We are hanging out. Yeah. Hopefully, we're about to see a no-hitter tonight. Jacob DeGrom. Uh, what do you got going on? Great. Hello. We, what are you doing tonight, Molly? Watching some Mets? Yes, go Mets. All 
All right, so listen, one, two, three, or four. I can already tell you you're going to win a gift card, but <laughs> let us know. One, two, three, or four, what you want? My pick is two. All right, let's see. Number two. $40 gift card. No way, $40 gift Lumberland. card. Awesome. All right, Molly, so we will get you out this uh, little promo code. You can go over to Lumberland.com and pick up your own custom bat mug. Okay, that sounds great. All right, Molly. Thanks, Molly. Have a good one. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. I love Lumberland. Um, We were thinking about getting some custom mugs made um, last year for... We did like a, a fake award ceremony after spring training, like the the awards of spring training, like who was got the worst sunborn, sunburn, yada yada. But <laughs> I think we should, uh, yeah. Danny actually had a pretty bad one this year, but maybe we'll get some stuff done towards the end of the year for like our our best callers or call of the year or something like that. Maybe we'll come up with something fun for our last episode of the year, which we hope is after the World Series. We'll see. Um, so we got to do this share contest, and we're gonna call it a episode so you still have a couple minutes to share the show uh tell your friends you're watching orange and blue thing or that you watched orange and blue thing and if you're listening afterwards we appreciate your downloads go to orangeandbluething.com each week we post the podcast and you could rate subscribe tell all your friends and uh, leave a review if you feel so inclined say how much you love hearing Pete's wonderful voice each week here on Orange and Blue. Whatever you want to write, seriously, go go on over. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud. You could tell Alexa right now to play us, and uh, we have a fun time with it each week. So we are going to start switching this. Our spring schedule is about to conclude. We are switching to Mondays, uh, starting the twenty fourth. We're switching to Monday. So next Thursday is our last Thursday show until September. The Mets uh, actually have off all Mondays in July and August. So we're going to switch to Mondays at 1 o'clock after next week. And um, this is kind of breaking news here right now. June 24th, we might be either doing the show here with Wally Backman or at the ballpark where the Ducks play, which I their name is. You know, uh, they've had a few right different now, names, but uh, yeah, with Wally Backman. I so I, we're working on it now. So I think awesome. that Jul- uh, June 24th will be Wally Backman on the show. So we're working it's on that now. Basically, Mets East over there. It's very I know close. Ben, Matt Dendecker just retired, but Kirk New and I had tons of former Mets that are there. Obviously, Wally Aldis Backman Ben was on so. the team last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm it, right it'll be interesting to you know, hear from Wally and <laughs> his thoughts of what's going on. What's it like being so close to the Mets geographically now, where I'm sure he's hearing about it yeah. nightly, like, ah, oh, you should be managing the Mets. Things like that, so uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. We're one of the most you know, colorful, I think, uh, personalities in, in Mets history, and obviously in a, in a lot of corners, you know, where people are constantly calling for him to be the manager. You know, he's um, you know he's beloved in in some corners. I've, you know, eighty six world champion too. So speaking cool. of, um, I think it was Saturday. KB did the show on the, did the show did the broadcast on Saturday. It was a Fox game. Yeah, with Girardi. Girardi was in there, and yeah, he had pretty some, good. What do you think about that? When he like his his uh, comments about the managing, he's like, this team has a lot. It almost like yeah. he was, it was like an audition to be the manager. And uh, Gary and Keith brought up the next day that, about his comments and say how much talent the Mets have. Yeah. And then it was a weird, awkward pause for a second. Then Gary's like, but the Mets have a manager already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've talked about this a little bit. It's hard to 
change managers and go through that whole process during the year. But the fact, what jumped out to me, first of all, is I never heard Joe Girardi speak so much, right? Like when he's the manager of the Yankees, the press conference is always very serious, relatively monotone. And then he just like came to life on the broadcast. I was like, who is this Joe Girardi? And, you know, it, t- it takes getting used to it. It's a different side of his personality. Um, but yes, what stuck out to me, not just how effusive he was of the Mets, but the fact that he really talked up the bullpen, uh-huh. I thought was interesting because the most dis- the most difficult decisions that a manager is making on a nightly basis are when to go to the bullpen, who to utilize, how often you're utilizing them, and the fact that Joe Girardi thinks a bullpen that's been pretty lousy this year has the talent to be very good, I thought gave you an idea of you know what what he thinks he, he was might be able to do with it uh, a little bit you know it was it was a little above and beyond with the positivity about the talent level of the New York Mets and so I I understand why everybody read into it what they did because I think he he does have that in mind and you know it's going to follow him around no matter where he's analyzing this is someone who wants to manage yeah and so um, you know there's a lot of places that would love to have him if they're willing to pay up. And so this will be a, you know an interesting offseason. It's been kind of surprising that he spent two years on the outside yeah, yeah. looking in. I thought for sure that you know it'd be one year, and then he'd jump in, take a job somewhere. But I would imagine maybe he's holding out for either Chicago if Joe Madden's time runs out there, and he's a Chicago native. And then you know, I think the Mets is a place where he'd be awfully comfortable as well with all his time in town. Yeah, absolutely. It reminded me of the uh, the press conference with uh, Ruben and Omar Manaya, the have has lobby. He's like, you're 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 in the booth over here lobbying to be the uh, next manager of the Mets, but we'll see what happens. So uh, share the show if you haven't yet. Lizzie's going to take care of the Facebook. What's up, Lizzie? Um, I just wanted to mention that if you are coming to the game on the 29th and you want to eat at the tailgate, that you should Venmo and You did this already. Oh, okay. Jesus here, Christ. Sorry. Where have you been? It's I was like the, answering the phone. Take care sorry. Of the I was doing my this job. Sound, this sounds like uh, when Frances is like, uh, who do I have back here running the show? And they, they don't understand that he's been talking about the same thing for 20 minutes. Uh, all right, Lizzie, do the Facebook. Shout out to Anthony uh, Cass. <laughs> thanks for chiming in. Uh, last week, she's like, have you guys talked about the balls being juiced? I'm like, yeah, every week. Sorry. Uh, can you pick a Facebook person, please? Yeah. There's a, there's a baseball game people want to watch over here. Let me know when you're Ready. Ready. Let me know when to tell you. You tell me when. All right, stop. (laughs) Doug Hauser. All right, Doogie. Hauser, yeah. All right, and Pete, please tell me when to stop. It's like Doogie Hauser. Yeah, I know. That's right. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty close. All right, here we go. That must be an interesting name to have. Uh, Let's go three, two, boom. Oh. I landed on you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's you next? can't you, you can't win all right do it again i'm that good I'm that that's good. crazy I actually do. out of the hundreds of retweets go ahead <laughs> all right stop all right elizabeth simmons at elizabeth sim 19 let me let her know you win what's your address Winner. all right cool all right guys so uh, if you're out at the ballpark uh enjoy your night hopefully you see a nice degrom victory Shout out to uh, Danny for the stats behind the scenes here. Shout out to Lizzie for answering the phones. You're Shout welcome. out to Pete who has a marathon. Pete's oh. going to be awake until basically 8 a.m. tomorrow because you're on the fan tonight until Boomer and Geo get there at 6 a.m. So, mm-hmm. oh, oh man, my you, you got a long freaking night ahead of you. So, roll, baby. Say a prayer for uh, Pete oh, if you pray. And uh, give, give a call. How about that? Yeah, we'll call Pete heads. tonight. And you're up late working the overnights. Oh, my know. God. I'm going to call. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, guys, let's go Mets. We'll see you next Thursday. And uh, that's it. Orange and blue thing. Shouty out.